0: Welcome to the Full Press Fantasy Podcast, part of the Full Press Radio Network. My name is Kyle Senra, and joining me is my co-host, Alessandro Senator. Alessandro, how are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good, Kyle. I'm doing pretty
0: good. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty great. I mean, uh, football's getting here, we're getting to the end of these episodes. Um, So yeah, uh, we're doing the Seahawks episode now, and unfortunately we couldn't get uh, anyone to come in. So you and I have done a bit of research on this, and just, you know, uh, we're going to... I think what first thing we know through is uh we found projections for the fifty three man roster so at least we know who the fantasy viable people are. We could talk about a d p um yeah so any any opening comments from you
1: um nothing glaring i mean um just before we even go into this 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 team as a whole is interesting it's it's shallow on wide receivers because after Tyler Lockett, it's a hit or miss as far as a wide receiver three or lower. But the running back situation is really good. So it just it makes me wonder, you know, what, what we're doing, so to speak, um, with this. But then and you turn around and you see um, the defense is so-so. So this is going to be an interesting episode, I would say.
0: Yeah, so uh, I guess the first thing, okay, one thing we can do is we can go through this. It's uh, this is Joe Fan from NBC Sports. He's a Seahawks reporter, and he gave his projected fifty-three man roster. So we'll go. We'll just do the fantasy relevant position. So quarterback, Russell Wilson, big surprise, uh, and Geno Smith is the backup. I know Paxton Lynch is there as well, I believe. Uh, so I'm not really surprised that Geno Smith is being named the backup over Paxton Lynch. Um, and really, if Winston ever goes, if Wilson ever goes down, uh, you, you this just team's abandon every Seahawks. Oh my God, this team is done. I mean, I, I like the still like Chris Carson at that point, but yeah, it's it, trust.
1: I won't even trust Chris Carson at that. Teams point. Teams will just
0: stack the box. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Anyway, so yeah, running back. Uh, he projects them to keep five. So Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, J D. McKissick, C J. Procyse, and Nick Belore. Although he later goes to say that uh, maybe at uh, might end up being a uh, you know a last day cut or 24 hours later and called back just because of a certain player on it uh, that they want to do for the injured reserve, but um, yeah, uh, I think Belor is kind of more their fullback if I'm not mistaken.
1: Uh, it's entirely possible,
0: um, but
1: um, just looking at what he said on um, this alone. I don't think they're going to go into the season with that many. Here's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to try to ship out Rashad Penny or J.D. McKissick or C.J. Prosize to another team. Um, one big thing I've been hearing is Jadavian Clowney of the Texans coming to the Seahawks.
0: That's true, yeah. That's with, right.
1: with with the Rashad Penny and a I think a third or fourth round draft pick sent to the um texans because the texans as you know they lost lamar miller so they're definitely looking for a running back and rashad penny while he's not been doing so great out here in seattle he's been doing decent like better better than the average bear and he's a dual back you know so uh he's definitely an upgrade i would say over duke johnson i know it's a little biased but um uh, whatchamacallit yeah you're definitely looking at an upgrade for rashad penny there so i think Rashad penny or jd McKissick could be shipped out somewhere so i don't think they're going to go five deep on running back
0: okay and i did look up nick Bellore actually is listed as a linebacker but i guess he's been spending some time as, at fullback and so that gives them some versatility so it makes sense that he's sort of their fifth running back quote-unquote even though i think he has one career carry or something <laughs> oh that'd be interesting uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even list. Doesn't even list it. Um, Ooh, oh, really? yeah. Mighty he has, he has uh, six career receptions. Sounds like a fullback to me. <laughs> um,
1: well, well, on the well, on the Seahawks uh, chart, uh, he is listed as a fullback.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's. I and it f- looks like he played for the. Actually, apparently, he played for your Jets in, back in twenty twelve. Boy, don't you lie on me. It says here he was the Jets from 2011 to 2014, maybe as a linebacker as as opposed to a fullback, and then kind of maybe as he changed from the 49ers to the Lions to the Seahawks, kind of shifted more progressively to a fullback.
1: Okay, so he signs undrafted free agent in 2011 to us and was a linebacker for six six seasons beginning. So, yeah, I can understand that
0: now. Okay. yeah, anyway, I think we've spent way too much time talking about Nick Ballore, but yeah, yeah. yeah, let's move uh, on. This is a team that's going to run. Sorry, Kyle, go ahead. It's a team that's going to run a lot. I mean, uh, you got to think. I mean, look at their run-pass split from last year. I mean, they 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 threw the ball 427 times and ran the ball 534 times. I don't expect it to necessarily be that extreme, but you got to think it's going to be one of the few teams that's going to run the ball more than pass. So that really helps Carson and it helps Rashad Penny as well. Well, I mean, if you
1: look at the team as a whole, they the this team was the number one rushing overall um you know, team period. Like they were the number one. You you know, you got Russell Wilson who's a really good scrambler, he could run down the field, you got Rashad Penny, you had JD McKissick, um CJ ProSice was there, so um it, it was a number it, it's a really good running back core. And uh, you have a quarterback that can run the ball. Plus, they do a lot of like um, jet sweeps where they have wide receivers running the ball. So it's definitely yep. a heavy run core, which is a knock on Russell Wilson
0: as as far as fantasy points go. Um, it does kind of limit his overall volume. And I mean, he was he was ultra efficient last year on just the 427 attempts. I mean, he. 30 almost 3500 yards 35 touchdowns an 8.2 touchdown rate that's that's pretty ridiculous and that was definitely i think his career high before that was maybe like a seven percent yeah so was, I was
1: granted this was a little bit skewed because he ran the ball a lot and then um he when he did throw he was accurate so i will say it is kind of skewed so i wouldn't go basically solely off the stats but yes um he is a very uh, accurate quarterback um uh pro football uh focus has his accuracy or his completion at 65.6%. Um so that's really good, you know. Yeah. So that th- that's saying a lot and uh, like you said 427 attempts, he completed 280 of them, racked up just shy of 34 500 yards and uh
0: 35 touchdowns. It's not bad. And their defense got worse this year. I mean, they lost some pieces um did they really even add any huge pieces to the defense i I, i'm having a hard time remembering and the flank frank clark was one of their better defensive linemen and they traded him away so i mean i i don't know if they're going to be able to run as much as they did last year i think necessitates they're going to be down in games or at least in games that could resemble shootouts and it's going to force Wilson.
1: yeah i could definitely see that i mean the their defensive line as it stands with uh Joe Fan's prediction is: um, K- uh, Cassis Marsh, Quentin Jefferson, Al Woods, uh, Ezekiel Ansah, L.J. Collier, Collier uh, Rashawn Green, Puna Ford, and Jacob Martin. The only only name I know out of there is Ziggy's name, and that's about yep. it. so yeah, that's, exactly. a, that, that's that's saying a <laughs> and, lot.
0: And I mean, I know I think he just returned to practice. He was injured for most of the last uh, little bit, anyway. So he's coming in without much work at all in training camp. So Yeah, it's going to be... And then uh, one of their linemen suspended for the first six games, I believe. So it's it's definitely concerning. Uh, Defensively, I mean, again, that makes it so that fantasy-wise it's going to open things up for Russell Wilson. And even if they do run as much, I mean, Mike Davis, who left, he's leaving 112 carries and 42 backfield targets. So that's a lot of work that's going to be available for Rashad Penny to take over, assuming that Chris Carson kind of... Takes his, I mean, he he ran the ball two hundred and forty-seven times in fourteen games last year. I, I mean, it's tough it's tough to imagine he's going to get more than that, uh, which leaves a lot for Penny. I think. Yeah, I mean, don't don't forget this. This was
1: a very run run heavy defense last year, but um, in, in terms of target share and where it's going, I don't see it going to Penny. I see it going towards kissick or precise just because i'm still on the fact that they made ship out penny um mm,
0: true yeah yeah that trade it, does happen i mean we'll see
1: yeah i mean yeah it's it's pretty much a wait and see i mean penny's in a nice back and he's going to get the starting job or he's going to get touches if it's here in um seattle or over there in texas i mean it doesn't really matter but he's going to get the touches so definitely would not want to rule him out but you know, I mean Chris Carson's just been a powerful dominant back, you know. I would I I want I don't wanna jinx it and say he's Beast Mo Jr., but that's what it's starting to uh, turn out to be for him. And uh while Penny is more of a touchdown dependent kind of back, he can get you the necessary yardage yardage, um versus Carson who's become more of a full complete running back, um goal line work and
0: yardage yeah. work. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Penny, it seems like if he's going to score a touchdown, it's going to be come from a long run, not necessarily from a, a, a one-yard you know, goal-line plunge. That seems like it's definitely Carson's more suited for that. Penny does seem better as an outside runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to see what happens through the season. Now, let's look at the wide receivers. So according to, again, Joe Phan's, uh projections, Tyler Lockett, which I think we can lock in as the number one target on that team, yep. uh DK Metcalf, David Moore, Gary Jennings, Jerron Brown, and John Ursura. Those are the projected six receivers that are going to make the team. Uh, now, it's going to, uh, apparently, in, in training camp, most uh, DK Metcalf wasn't getting first team reps. It was all David Moore and Jerron Brown. Uh, so that, uh, that would kind of, I know, uh, I think David Moore is dealing with a uh, fracture, an arm fracture right now. So he's probably going to miss some time. Uh, apparently he's going to avoid the IR. They're not going to put him out for that long. So it makes it sound like he's he may return sometime this month, but it doesn't look like he's going to be ready for week one. So that leaves kind of Tyler Lockett and uh, Jerron Brown as your as your two starters in, in three wide receiver sets. Maybe it's Gary Jennings if DK Metcalf isn't up to speak. I know he was also dealing with an injury.
1: Well, he, here's the thing. All right, so first off, talking about the David Moore injury, it was a shoulder injury, and they're saying it won't be as long. Um, mm-hmm. He's not—he's not going to be—he's designated for the short-term IR uh, once season starts, because uh, he has a hairline fracture in hairline fracture in his humerus. Ah,
0: uh, okay. So
1: um, it's not—it's it, just—I I would say more of an irritation, but that's—that's still—it's a hairline fracture that could get worse depending on the hit. So yep. I would still caution drafting him, but he will be back on the team, so that's good news for Russell. Um, What's not good news is that uh, it doesn't help any of his other, you know, other wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, Jaron Brown, D.K. Metcalf, when they do come back, um, I know D.K. uh, uh, Metcalf, he is also dealing with injury. um, Or, excuse me, I think he just uh, has surgery on something – uh yes, uh, he had surgery on knee injury. Uh, had a little spastic moment. Um, so he so he thinks that he'll be ready for a season over in 19 days. It's not a massive surgery. It was just a little, you know, cleaning and just uh, going over it. So, I think it's uh, I think uh, he'll be back, and that's a good thing. You know, he definitely need another versatile wide receiver over there, and you know, we saw those videos coming out of uh the Seahawks and Russell Wilson of him tossing it up to Metcalf and Metcalf just bolting down the field. So I mean there is good news but um just uh I, I would I would say uh he could probably be back bet- he uh had the knee surgery August twentieth and I don't think that he'll be ready for a season opener on September eighth, but he says he could be ready. So um I would caution on that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they'll necessarily rush him. And rookie receivers are always tough to judge. Uh, So looking at the tight ends, uh, he projects three only, I guess. They want to put more in the offensive line, and they need the depth there. But um, he's saying Nick Vinette, Will Disley, and Jacob Hollister, the former Patriots tight end. So uh, that's, uh, I mean, entering training camp, it seemed like maybe it was going to be Vinette or Disley. But now with, uh, apparently Hollister's done so well that they're, you know, it's almost like a three-man split at tight end, which is getting really scary there to to be able to trust any of them.
1: Well, here here's why I differ from you on that. When I when they enter training camp, I th- I heard it was going to be the Ed Dixon show, but once Ed Dixon went down, then mm-hmm. it it was going to be changed. I mean, Ed Dixon going to go down for his knee, which it seems that he's uh, destined for an IR visit.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what the, that's what, and that's what uh, Joe Fran fan said on his uh. In, yeah. in his article, that he a, was, you a know, possible
1: injury settlement as well.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, could it, yeah, they might just waive him completely.
1: But so, uh, yeah, it doesn't
0: look like we can rely on Ed Dixon this year, so uh,
1: no, no, but uh, he, here's the thing uh, out of the three tight ends, I like Will Disley the best because I've he's actually played before and he is a very solid tight end, but um. Uh, this tight end group doesn't, yeah, I'm not, I prefer my tight end group and that's terrible. (laughs) It's terrible. I mean, I prefer mine and it's terrible. Um, I will say this Kyle, uh, non Seahawk related just because I got the, uh, fancy update Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon is on the field warming up and he may play tonight against the Giants. So breaking fancy news had to tell you that.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, and it does seem like Josh Gordon is part of the plan this year. I'd be shocked if he's not starting most games that he's playing in, so...
1: Anyways, back to the Seahawks. A little side note. Um, the the offensive line, I'm not going to get too deep on because Russell Wilson's a scrambler, not a field general like Tom Brady is, so it's not so much a concern. I mean, they obviously you want a good offensive line, and uh, the Seahawks have been having a middle-pack kind of offensive line, but... Um, Getting to defensive, uh, talking, like we were saying earlier, like the only D line that you know is Ziggy, and after that, it's a scary front. Um, the linebacker group is a lot better. You got uh, number one uh, linebacker Bobby Wagner, mm. uh, Shaquem Griffin, um, KJ Wright. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's Kendricks that's on the
0: suspension. Uh, he. he... You see, I don't think I thought he served a suspension already. I think he's set to play. Um, I think with him, I remember looking this up. I think his sentencing uh, for uh, what was it? Insider trading. That's at like the end of September. So I think he's eligible to play for the first like three, four weeks. He's going to have that sentencing. And if, I mean, if he goes to jail, then he obviously can't play football. if He's in jail. Uh, But then we'll find, but then at that sentencing, we'll find out the date of his sentencing as well. So he may, he may play the entire season and then serve his time after the season. If he doesn't serve time at all, I'm not really, I I haven't really followed the, you know, that in detail on the legalities of all that.
1: Well, doing a little quick search, the only thing I could find on that is uh, Kendricks was suspended indefinitely after being found guilty of insider trading. So that could be problematic. I mean, I I need to find a more up-to-date article because that was of this year in the very, very part of the year. Well, the only other Seahawk that I do know that is serving a suspension is uh Jaron Reed, suspe- uh, mm-hmm. serving a 6 game suspension for violation of the PEDs. So that's a that's a little bit of a blow to their O-line cuz he is a DT. So um I mean not O-line D-line cuz that is a blow to uh with that, but um yeah, I'm not not entirely impressed with their backfield. So you know i i know you like to be a streaming option the only people that i could see that would call a problem in the backfield is shaquille griffin and bradley mcgold since they lost um michael thomas to
0: uh earl thomas
1: earl thomas excuse me
0: yeah.
1: earl thomas to the ravens so uh carl i know you like to stream but i would not stream this defense it's
0: it's oh, yeah, it, this seems, especially with the Jerron Reed suspension, that you don't want to touch them for the first six weeks. Once he comes back, consider it then. But, yeah, I think this is definitely a fantasy defense to avoid in the early going. Uh, so one thing to just quickly touch on is the ADP right now. So looking at the Seahawks players, not, many, not very many of them are being drafted. But uh, in PPR leagues, Chris Carson right now is going with an average in 12-team leagues of 306. Uh The next player is Tyler Lockett at four oh eight. And then Rashad Penny is next at 8.03. And in Russell Wilson's in that round as well at 8.10. And then uh, eventually, I think, DK Metcalf in the 11. Is there any of those players that you like at their ADP? I like Carson. I like,
1: yeah. uh, I like Carson right there. Maybe a little bit high, but that's probably the area. That's a really good area. Um, you said Penny is what again? 8.03.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, do you want I'll an pick- example of players around him?
1: Yes. Give me an example. Okay. So,
0: the the player immediately before him, uh, there's a couple players at 802. It's C- Curtis Samuel and David Njoku. and then right after him, you have Daryl Henderson, Matt Barita. Um, so I I definitely like him more than those other running backs. Uh, but I, I don't know, a guy like Curtis Samuel going right around there, that's pretty tempting too. Chris Christian Kirk's not that far off, seven twelve. Uh, a little bit after him is Duran Wallison at eight, 808 and I always I say I've been screaming that's a that's a value there.
1: Yeah, I mean, gl- listen to all these names, these are guys that you know will get you the points and will are, are more or less starters because yep. they're they're up and coming and with Penny being there and having Chris Carson to have him, I I don't think I like him for the value right there. I think I'll probably have to swap him and DK you know, I'm not... Well, not well really, I wouldn't take that
0: not DK Not, in not really. Not, put him sp- like, yeah, Okay,
1: you know, I would not take that ADP.
0: I, d- I think I just don't like the running backs going there. Because, again, I look at... He, you know, the running backs closest to him are Darwin Thompson, Daryl Henderson, Matt Burita, Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard. I like Penny more than all of them. But just I'm looking at these receivers where he's going. And that's kind of where i target. I mean, like, even David Njoku at 8.02, I'd, I'd much rather go Penny in the 8th. So... For the running backs, I think it's fine. It's just at that point in the draft, I think I'd rather target receivers, which, again, makes you want to go running back early, and a guy like Carson in the third might be a great pick.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I could I, I could get on board with that. What was Tyler Lockett's ADP?
0: Uh, it was four-something. Uh, 408. So uh, Robert Woods is going 406, and the guy right after him is actually tied with him. Derek Henry is at 408. Uh I mean Kenny Galladay's going after him. I, I have a little bit of a hard time with that. But I mean other than that, I Cooper Cup, T.Y. Hilton, I think I think I trust Lockett at this point. He should be in line for a ton of targets. I mean Doug Baldwin's gone. So uh I, I expect Lockett to see a you know a career high in targets and kind of shatter any previous marks he's had.
1: Yeah, I could I could take that value. Um also the Russell Wilson, you said eight oh eight somewhere later, Yeah, late late eighth. I can could, I could see that value, too, because that's when people start taking uh, um, quarterbacks. And I know you released the uh, quarterback rankings for me and Gavin on full press uh, coverage. So, uh, everyone, go check that out when you get a chance. Um, I think I have Russell Wilson as one of my quarterbacks. I think he was quarterback 10 for me, which is about right there for that. Yeah. So I I like that I like that value. That's a good ADP value for me at least.
0: All right. Uh, any final comments about the Seahawks?
1: Yes, I do want to talk about their special teams um, because uh, the only I mean the only special team we're going to talk about is Jason Myers. But um, I am high on Jason Myers. Uh, granted, I know he was a Jet last year, but he did set records and unprecedented records he did kick five 50 plus yard field goals and um he did break a a long streak for the jets and in the nfl and he was sometimes the highest uh ranked kicker that week in adp so well not adp in points that week so i am very high on jason myers and the way the seahawks are shaping up it's starting to look like my jets last year, so if Jason Myers doesn't get money hungry and just go downhill, uh, if he stays where he is, he could probably have the same kind of production. Maybe a little bit less, just because of who they play, but yeah, most definitely. like uh, that. That's I, I'm high on Jason Myers, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think he's, I mean, again, once you get past the first, I don't know, I'd say three, four kickers, you know, the Lutz, the Zerlines, the Tuckers, Fairbrim's, after that, it's pretty wide open. And Fairbrum, just because he plays in the dome, right? You look at those dome kickers, and once those guys go, it's pretty much open season on whoever you feel. So, yeah, definitely could, could be Myers. But uh, I think, as we mentioned, <laughs> the Se- Seahawks' defense is not something I want to stream and avoid in the early going. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. And no. All right, <laughs> well,
0: I think that's all for the Seahawks. So uh, let's fly out of here. Stop. Um, uh, Stop. almost almost got to the end of the episode without a pun <laughs> uh but yes uh, so thank you all for listening to the full press fantasy podcast uh so be sure to follow the podcast on twitter at fpc underscore fantasy pod you can check us out wherever you listen to, fan- to podcasts whether it's apple google stitcher uh spotify you know be sure to check us out at all those places as well as on the full press radio network You can follow my co-host Alessandro on Twitter at AM underscore Senator and myself, Kyle Senra at Yama underscore KS. That's N Y A M A underscore K S for the Seahawks episode. Thank you for joining us on this, the full press fantasy podcast.